discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. I want to welcome you once again to this glorious Wednesday night service. It's always a blessing to be coming your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And no two meetings are the same. Every meeting is different. And tonight's meeting is even more different and very special. There's a very important subject that we are going to treat today that is really going to help you. Really, really going to help you. If you read in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, I wish above all things, beloved, I wish above all things that she prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. This is the utmost desire of God. Your prosperity, your success, and your health. These two are two very important things that um, every Christian needs in his or her life. Without these things, you can't serve God well. If you are not well, physically speaking, you cannot serve God well. And if you are not prosperous, or having success in every sphere of your life, including your family life, your, your material life, and all of that, you can't serve God well. Do you see? So, tonight, we have a very special man of God um, who is going to be sharing with us. And I don't know, I don't know if you are ready. ready. I am ready, and I know you are ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you are beloved of God, and he's fully interested in your health and success. So, I want you to watch this beautiful message from... Dr. George, Dr. George had a meeting with us, um, Love Economy Pastors. So this is actually a message for pastors. But I'm being led to play it for you, for you to, for you to be blessed. We had this meeting just about a month, uh, about two, a month ago, I think exactly a month ago, um, with, with Dr. George, and it was a very wonderful blessing. He preached on health and wealth. Health and wealth. Health and success, rather. And uh, I know you're ready. I'm ready to receive and be blessed. Wow. Take us into the message. I'll be back after some few minutes. We acknowledge your presence Enjoy. in this place. Blessed Holy Spirit, have your liberty and your freedom to do whatever you want to do, Blessed Holy Spirit. We'll hand over this meeting into your hands and we say thank you and we honor you forever. Unto you be your glory, praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When pastor told me of this meeting, I purposed in my heart what to come and say. Ah, for you people, I know the Lord loves you so much. And he has a strong purpose for this ministry. So I plan to speak on 1 Corinthians 4 verse 9. And also Romans 1 verse 1. That's what I plan to come and speak on. So I was so excited because there's much to learn in these areas because we are pastors. And we need to understand some of the things apostles, you know, sacrifice and all that. Yesterday, I dreamt. 
I dreamt yesterday. I, I was somewhere preaching, so after preaching, I, I dreamt. And in the dream, I was coming to preach, but what I was going to preach was not what God intended, has intended for me to say. Meanwhile, I believe that what I was going to say was very powerful. And in my, you know, in my natural calculation, I felt that this is, this is the best. But in a dream, I was far from what God wanted to tell you. Then I woke up. So obviously when I woke up, I knew that since what I was going to say, I believed in it so much. And God says no. I was so amazed God could say no. <laughs> so I had to now inquire from God. You know, sometimes when you inquire from God, the answer may not come. Sometimes it takes different sessions of prayer for it to come. And dawn, how am I sure I was going to get the answer? But I believed. So I said, Lord, what do you want your people to hear? Now, when I ended on here, it was almost like God could not wait for me to finish praying. When I ended on here, I just saw the word health and success. Wow. You see, the way you are saying, wow, I was disappointed. <laughs> no, I was disappointed because, in fact, my mind was not on health and success at all. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, we are talking about ministry in it all. I mean, and the Lord said, health and success. It was like a blow to me. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I said, health and success. It's amazing. But I have seen it. I had seen it. And I'm his servant. I can't say what I want to say. He has sent me so. I've just come and speak about health and success. I didn't even know where I was going to start from. But I had to just come. But it's, I, I believe that all is for a purpose. And if God said health and success, that's what I want you to speak about. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's health and success. <laughs> health and success. So I want us to see, open our Bibles to the book of Third John, chapter 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Can we all read together one go? Hallelujah. Now, I like the way John starts by saying, Beloved. Now, is it beloved or beloved? <laughs> beloved. Now, first of all, he wants you to know that. Now, we have Pastor Joshua here. Pastor Joshua, can we see you by hand? Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> beloved, I wish above all things that he calls you beloved for you to know that you are loved. Now, beloved means you are loved. So that's how he introduces the whole thing. And if you believe you are loved, you do much for the Lord. And I know that we are pastors and we know by this time that we are loved of God. And there is nothing we can ever do for him to love us more or love us, love us less. He has already loved us with an everlasting love. Now, when you know you are loved, there's a verse in uh, Romans 16 verse 12. Let's see Romans 16 verse 12 and see something there. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. Now, Paul had finished his writing. He wrote to the Romans. 
and look at his salutation. He said, salute Trithena and Trifosa. One day I asked my wife, if, if we get the twins, would you like to name them Trifena and Trifosa? <laughs> the, the name looks, looks like a, the name for a twin. Salute Trifena and Trifosa. <laughs> Who labor in the Lord? Then he said, salute the beloved or the beloved persons. Who labored much in the Lord? That is a difference. Trifina and Trifosa labors, they labor in, the Bible said they labor in the Lord. But when it came to Persis, Paul called Persis beloved Persis. And there's, a, there's something that is added. And Persis is not just laboring, labored much. So when you know you are loved, you labor much. That's a distinction. That's a difference. When you know you are loved, I'm telling you, you labor much labor much. So brethren, you are loved. You are loved. Now when you, you, you don't feel his love, your labor is impeded. Now do you remember that in John 20, when the news came that Jesus was alive, he's risen from the dead, the Bible tells us that Peter ran to the tomb. Peter ran. But the Bible says that John outran Peter. Now why would the Bible write, include such detail detail why would the Holy Ghost add such detail as it's one run, as running the other in the Bible? So Peter was running, but John. Now you could easy, easily say, oh, but Peter was an old man. No, they were all young people. They were all young people. They were all young people. They were all young. But the emphasis I want to put, show is that John outran Peter. Why? Because Peter was running with guilty feet. Remember, he had already betrayed Jesus. So he was wondering, when I meet him, what is he going to say? <laughs> I, I denied him thrice. I cursed and I swore that I would die with him. Then I betrayed him thrice. So he was just running with guilty. When you are running with guilty feet, you can't run faster. I want you to know that you are loved. And there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So he says that, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper. Now, who is speaking? John, is that not so? Now, at this time, Apostle John was around late 80s or 90s. And John had been in the system for a long time. And you know, he was the last apostle to live who died. Of all the apostles, he was the last. They were, most of them were matired. In fact, all of them were matired. 11 of them were killed. Seven of them were crucified. Some of them were beheaded and all that. So he was the last. And at this time he was aged. Late 80s, 90s. Then John said, I wish above all things. Now, look at an old man. And if an old man who has walked with Jesus all his lifetime and walked with the Lord, and not, he was the most intimate person, of all the, the most intimate disciple of all the disciples. Of all that he could ever wish for us, you know what he said? I wish above all things. Now, if an old man who is such experienced could say, of all things I could ever wish, what I'm wishing for you above all things is that you'll prosper and be in good health, that, then that must be very serious. Yeah, of all that he could wish, his wish for us was that we will prosper and be in good health, even as our souls prosper. And remember, his wish was a wish of God. 
I wish above all things. And he was writing by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So obviously that was God's wish for us. And because John was a secretary and God, the Holy Ghost is the author. John was a secretary. So he's writing the mind of God. So for an old man to say, I wish above all things, then we should go for that wish. It's a very good wish. Yeah. That thou mayest prosper and be in good health. Even as thy soul, what? Prosper and be in good health. Now, how many of you want to be in good health? Yeah. Because I believe that after the gift of salvation, the next greatest gift after salvation is health. Now, without good health, how can you labor for the Lord? Without good health, how can you do the things you desire to do for him? So the gift of health is the next, I believe, powerful gift after, after salvation. And you should go for it. Hallelujah. What did I say? Let me tell you something. There are two great problems everywhere that confront ministers of the gospel. Sickness and poverty. Sickness and poverty. And then... Um, Pastor Joshua was telling me today that Kenneth Copeland was saying that more people leave the ministry. Say more pastors have left the ministry because of money, the lack of money, than any other reason. Most pastors leave the ministry because of finances. Yeah. A month ago, a pastor left a ministry because of money. So it's very important. Very important. Do you know that, as far as I know, many young pastors have died this year than all the rest of the years I've ever known. Yes. I mean, pastors, young pastors have died this year. Not just because of COVID. They died by, through other, other, you know, occurrences and diseases. But many pastors, young pastors have died this year than, than the years past. So assuming you were a pastor and you died prematurely, whilst it wasn't your time, you know, it's, it's not something good. Yeah. And this morning, I had a vision. There's a young man who is seriously sick, and I hear the sickness has to do with cancer in the liver or something like that. The Lord opened my eyes and told me how it happened. And the Lord showed me how his faith was becoming weaker and weaker because he wasn't really concentrating on the word. Weaker and weaker. And I saw how the symptoms were becoming greater and stronger and bigger. The symptoms were increasing, showing up, whilst his faith was, his faith was just going down. That's what I saw. But God has plans for him, and he has to leave to fulfill all those plans. Yeah. Without good health, pastor couldn't have been here. Yeah, and all this great work wouldn't have been here. So, I want to show you. Now, I'm not talking about healing. I'm talking about health. And I want to show you how we can possess health and work in health, good health. Now, health is better than healing. But when you are sick, go for healing. But I want us to have faith to have health. Because now these things are fundamental. Now, the weight of what God is bringing on you is so great that these things should be at our fingertips. That everyone of us is skillful to work in total health. 
Every one of us is skillful to, to have the secret of success. Success in our family life, success in our marital life, success in parenting, success in our finances. Now, this foundation must be well laid so that the ministry can be fully enhanced. True or false? Now, without that, I'm telling you, there's going to be setback. So, I'm sure that God revealed all these things so that we can perfect all these things and have the faith to believe in all these things so that as we are ascending, these things will not be a limitation. These things will not be a setback for us. And I believe that. I believe that. I'm telling you, it is the faith preachers who are taking over the world. Yeah. They are taking over the world. Because they, they believe what the Bible has said and they want to stand by it. And we, we don't want to be victim of diseases and sicknesses and weakness. Even when it shows up, we know how. We know the secret. <laughs> And those who don't believe in health and wealth, I'm telling you, they, they can't. If you don't believe in it, the gospel is not health and wealth. Obviously, no, a big no. But the gospel produces it. it it's part of the package, but that is not it. In, in fact, this thing follows us. Aha. Uh -huh. The Bible says in Psalm 105, verse um, 37, that he brought them forth also, that is out of Egypt, with silver and with the gold. And there was not one feeble person among all their tribes. So obviously, in redemption, when they were redeemed out of Egypt, we saw the blessing of what? Silver, that is wealth, and gold. Silver, that is silver and gold, is wealth. And the Bible says that there was not one feeble person. Can you imagine? The word feeble person, actually, is the word for feeble feet. Feeble feet. In, in the Hebrew, not one stumbled in walking. Yeah, everyone walks straight. Grandma, grandmas, grandpas. You know, everyone walks. So there wasn't one person carried on a stretcher. Yeah. Grandmas were chasing granddads. Granddads were chasing grandmas. Yeah. There was no, I mean, feeble feet among all their tribes. Now, Jesus said something in the book of um, Luke 4, verse 27. Let's see Luke 4, 27. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, Elysius, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. The next verse. Okay, now let's go to 25. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was the last saint, save unto Serapta, that is Zarephath, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Now this is the woman of Zarephath. So now Jesus is talking about two great blessings, Elijah and Elisha. Now Elijah was sent to Zarephath. Elisha was, Naaman was sent to Elisha. Now this is the blessing of health and wealth. Naaman received health. The widow of Zarephath received wealth, abundance, <laughs> divine provision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So obviously, these things are scriptural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to our, our third John, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things 
And when what John wished above all things, I'm sure we must go for it. That thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospered. Praise God. Are you here with me? Now let me show you what this means. Now, the word prosper in the Greek is in passive voice. I'll show you what it means. In the Greek tenses, prosper is in passive voice. And health is in active voice in the Greek. Now, passive voice means that you are not the one giving. You are not the one doing anything. You are the one at the receiving end. This is passive voice. Active voice means that you are the one giving. You are the one doing. Praise God. So, if the Bible says that, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. This is passive voice in the Greek. So, what it means is that you are not doing anything actively to prosper. You are, the one, you are receiving it. So, the meaning here is that even as thy soul prospereth, when your soul is prospering, you know what, you know the prosperity of the soul. That is, you, you are receiving the word and your mind is being transformed. You are blessed with the word. Your mind is transformed. The more you receive the word, the more the word comes. Automatically, you start prospering. Automatically, because you, you, you of the intake of the word, automatically, your married life is blessed. Your family life is blessed. Your career is blessed. Your business is blessed. Your ministry is blessed. You know, it just happens. It's passive. <laughs> it, it, just, it just happens. Uh-huh. But the word, and be in health, be in health is active voice. That means that. <laughs> this is what it means. So That means that. <laughs> when you receive the word and your soul is prospering, it's wonderful. But that is not all. That is not all. Your health will not come automatically. You must do something about it. <laughs> there is something you must do to have good health. So, with the prosperity, it's passive. It just happens. But although your soul is prospering, there is something to do with the word actively to be able to work in good health. So there are people who are blessed financially, blessed in their home, yet they're on the bed of sickness and they wonder why. God says, you have to do something about it. Praise God. You have to do something about it. And that's why we are here tonight. Hallelujah. Someone asked the question, why do you think Jesus died between two thieves? Why did he die between two robbers, one on the left and one on the right? Because everything must have a meaning in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Why was he not crucified alone? But why was he crucified between two robbers? I believe it was a sign. It has a reason. God did that to prevent you from being robbed left and right. <laughs> The cross and the sacrifice is so efficacious that if you believe in it, you cannot be robbed left and right. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> now, in Isaiah 42, verse 22, 
The Bible says that, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. <laughs> this is a people robbed and spoiled. And they are all of them hid in holes. And they are for a prey and then see it restore. <laughs> Isaiah 42 verse 22. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. How can God's people be robbed and spoiled? We will never be robbed of our health. The devil can never rob our health away. He can never rob our, our wealth away. But this is a people robbed and robbed of our inheritance and spoiled. You know the, you know, you know the spoil. You, you vanquish a nation, you carry their spoils. <laughs> and they are all snared in holes and they are hid in prison houses. We cannot be in prison houses of sickness and poverty. But restoration is here with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to see health is mine. mine. One more time, health is mine. mine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says that in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, in whom we have automatic redemption. <laughs> Every problem you will ever enter into, you, that will ever confront you. Jesus has already purchased your automatic redemption. Before you got into it, your deliverance was already purchased. <laughs> so you cannot, you cannot be entrapped for long. Whilst you are entrapped, entrapped start celebrating. Do you know the quickest way to leave every trial? The quickest way to leave every trial? Praise and thanksgiving. Now, when you are in a trial and you start giving God thanks, you don't need a trial again. Because you have already done what God actually required of you to do to come out of the trial. You give thanks and praise, the trial is not necessary again. Because you are now qualified to come out. <laughs> Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. So now, brethren, I want us to, I know all these things I'm saying, we know them already, but, you know, I'll not be negligent to put you in remembrance of these things, though you once knew them. Be established in the present truth. <laughs> no, no, because, you know, now we have to actively work in divine health. Now, we shouldn't wait to be sick before we go for healing. I want us to live in that realm of health. Praise God. So I've written a few steps that we can, you know, actively. And you know it already. I think you know it already. Number one, I've written constantly speak the word. Don't you know this one? I know you know it. <laughs> Just speak the word constantly. Don't wait until you are sick. Don't wait until you feel feverish and all that. Now, first of all, you should understand that there is so much power in the scriptures. In Proverbs 4 verse 22, the Bible speaks of the word of God and the Bible says that for their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. The word flesh, all their flesh in, in Hebrew is every part of their body. Their health to every part of their body. This is it. Now, when you read the Bible and you encounter life, healing virtue is released. Now, you can read the Bible mechanically and you never encounter life. 
But once you strike, you encounter life, what comes to you on you is health. What does it mean? Now it can be read in the Bible. You can read the Bible, Bible theologically. Without life and without spirit. You can just be reading the Bible like a newspaper. Or you can read it dutifully. Let me read and go. But you see, there comes a time you open the Bible. You take your time. Why do you want to rush and read four chapters? And appease your conscience. Instead of reading just a chapter, taking your time and being blessed. You open the Bible. Just make sure not a single word escapes your eyes. Not, don't just read with your eyes, but engage your heart. And follow carefully. And as you go like that, just after a little while, you will encounter life. And I know, I know all of you know what I'm talking about. You know, because there are moments you read the Bible, you feel like this, this time you are touching life. Praise God. It doesn't always come, but whenever you touch life, health is being transferred to you. Now that's how to contact health in the Bible. They are life to those who find them. Not everyone finds them. Life. Something happens to your friend. You may not see, you may not sense it or see it physically, but something happens to your physical friend. And I know you know that the Bible says that for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing even to the dividing ascender of the spirit and the soul, the joint and the marrow, the joint and the marrow. It's a designer of the heart and the, the thought and the intent of the heart. And I know that you will know that where, where, is, where does blood come from? The blood is produced from the, the joint and the marrow. So the place where blood is produced is the place where God's word has effect. Because it pierces and penetrates the joints and the marrow. So the, the word purifies your blood, cleanses your blood. In Joel, God says, I will cleanse their blood. <laughs> so your blood is cleansed and purified just by the word. Now, why am I saying these things? The more you hear, the more you can believe. Because if you don't believe it, you have to believe it and expect those, these things to happen to you. Praise God. Because when I sit on the word, I know healing is coming to me. And when you know it and expect it, then you have the manifestation. Are you here with me? I want you to say, I have health in the word. I have life in the word. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 6 verse 15. First Corinthians 6 15 says that, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ? Now, your bodies are members of Christ. Do you know what it means? <laughs> you know what it means? Your bodies are members of Christ. Your nose, your eyes, your nose is his nose. Your eyes are his eyes. Your ears are his ears. <laughs> so, the, this body you have now, they are members of Christ. They are his limbs and his body parts. And the members of Christ must not be sick. Because we are the members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Now, if you have this revelation, sickness, you, you prevail over it. You prevail over it. And this body you have sitting down here, that the Bible says is the temple of God. Now the word temple here is not, it's not the outer court. 
the word temple here is not helios, which is the entire temple structure. Speaking of the outer court, it's naos, which is the word for the holy of holies. So your body is the holy of holies. God's holy shrine. Can you imagine? In those days, there was a tabernacle of Moses and there were many ordinary tents of the Israelites. So the tabernacle was in the center of their dwelling and not southeast and west. They were all living in their tents. Now, when you go to their ordinary households and you know household, you you see a lot of death around and people screaming and shouting, children playing here and there. It is ordinary domestic life. But when you approach the tabernacle of witness, you change your mood. You know, because you know you are coming to God's holy receptacle, God's holy dwelling. So you treat it not like the ordinary tent which you dwell in. Hallelujah. Amen. Understand that this body. The day you received Christ and the Holy Ghost came to live in you was no longer an ordinary tent, like the tent of the unbelievers. Now this body is his holy of holies, the holy shrine. It is holy. It is not meant for diseases and sicknesses. Hallelujah. So just one revelation that your members are Christ members can deliver you from every kind of sickness. Just one revelation. Just one revelation. Now, turn with me to the book of um, 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men. Now there are two ways of receiving the word of God. There are two ways of receiving God's word. Now the word, you can see the word received, received happens twice, appears twice in this verse. Is that not so? Because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as a word of men. There's a first receiving and a second receiving. They are different words in Greek. The first receive is paralambanomai. Paralambanomai. The second receive is dekomai. He says, when ye received the word of God, ye received it not as a word of men. So there is receiving and receiving. Just as faith comes by hearing and hearing. So you receive and receive. Now the first receiving is just what I'm doing. As I'm preaching, every one of you is hearing. And you are receiving what I'm preaching. But the second receiving, dekomai, it's not just hearing and nodding. It's what you hear. You hold it. You pocket it in your heart. And you make sure it doesn't leave you. Like you found a treasure. You protect it. <laughs> and you make sure you go, you, when you go home, you go with it. So many have received it once, but few have received it twice. The second receiving are those when they receive, they know that this, there is something in the word. Let me go and work on it. And look at what Paul says. You received it not as the word of men, but, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which worketh effectually, which effectually worketh also in them that believe. The word effectually worketh, energia, is the word energy, which energizes. It energizes or it releases energy in you that believe. Now listen, the God's word has energy. The instant you believe, the instant you believe, the energy is released. The energy is like a potential. But when you believe, it becomes what? Kinetic. So all the energy of God is hidden here. 
That's why you need the second receiving. But when you start acting on it, the energy is released. So you can hear, my body is joined with Christ. My body is his member. These are the members of Christ. Just that revelation. You ponder by it. You ponder. And you begin to pray it. The energy is released. Hallelujah. Now listen. In your ordinary life, constantly be confessing health. Don't wait until you feel pain. What believers do is that they wait until they feel pain, then they confess, by his stripes I am healed. That is healing. But I'm, I'm not talking about healing. I'm talking about health. Uh-huh. So you can remain in that realm of health. So if you get sick, go for healing. But in your ordinary life, you can trust God to live in the zone of health. It's possible because the Bible said so and it cannot lie. Now, I want you to see something from the book of Proverbs 12 verse 18. Proverbs 12 verse 18. There is he that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. But the tongue of the wise is health. I want you to use your tongue every day in the ordinary course of life. Your ordinary devotion constantly profess health. Constantly profess health. Profess health. Profess health. The tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. Now, leaf in the Bible stands for health. In the Bible, leaf is health. Revelation 22 verse 2. Yeah, the leaves of the tree of life was for the healing of the nations. Leaf stands for health. And when it reads Psalm 1 verse 3, in Psalm 1 we have the blessing of the one who meditates in God's word. In Psalm 1 verse 3, the Bible says that his leaf also shall not wither. Let's see Psalm 1. Let's see from verse 1. Blessed is the man. Let's, let's start from verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. The next verse. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate, meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth fruit in, in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. So he's saying that if you can meditate, and the word meditate means to matter. You know that it's matter, to M-U-T-T-E-R. Actually to speak. To speak from the word. So here, this meditation is speaking from the word. Speaking the word. And when you do that, he says that his leaf also shall not wither. That means that your youth is going to be renewed. Because leaf in the Bible is health. It's health. You know. So your leaf will not wither. Your health. You will offset the aging process to a certain degree. Whilst your mates are developing wrinkles, you become a fresh bride. <laughs> so you have to matter. The tongue of the wise is health. I walk in divine health. Health is mine. Health is my portion. Yeah, you have to be saying these things. We do it, but I want it to be part of your consciousness daily. We do it. We do it. And Keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. Health, become health conscious, health conscious, health conscious, health conscious. When Moses, no, when, when, when Moses prophesied, 
to the tribe of Asher. Asher. No, Jacob. He said, as that these are, so shall thy strength be. According to medical science, the more you grow, the more your strength decays. But in scriptures, as thy days are, so shall. So you can lay hold of the, on this verse. As my days are, so, my, so shall my strength be. So from 30s, you go to 40s. So you are stronger than in your 30s. Then from 30s, 40s into 50s, 60s. Do you know it's possible? Don't look around and go like, oh, look at this great man of God. He's becoming weaker. So how, how, why should I believe? Because he's even anointed. And No. <laughs> no, no one is our standard. <laughs> Jesus is our standard. And when Moses was 120 years of age, he was climbing mountains. Mountains. 120 years. He was climbing mountains and moving up and down. And we are under a better covenant established upon better promises. So we can, we can do better. I watched Kenneth Copeland and he was doing press-ups on, on his stage. He was doing press-ups. 80, yes, 84 years. Press-ups. And he says he's, he's, he'll be 120 before he goes home. He'll be 120 before he goes home. I remember last um, year, I missed it to a woman and she was in her 70s. And when I was going off, all that I could have said, I had a vision and God told me to talk to her about long life. 120. I talked talk to her about long life, 120. So I, you know, I sat with her and I asked her how many years she wanted God to give her. And she said, oh, she's ready because she's, she's cross 70. And all her children were broken hearted. They never knew that was a secret intention. And they, they loved their mom. And their mom said, oh, I'm, I'm already 70 something years. I'm 74, 77. So, but when the word came, she said, no, I'm not going now. And she embraced the word and said, I'm not going now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can say it. You're not going now. You can say it. You can say it. Celebrating health. Celebrate health. Hallelujah. Say that is my portion. Now, if you keep saying it, now keep saying it too. Say it every day. Whether you feel sick or you don't feel sick, keep saying it. Understand that the word is seed. When Jesus spoke of the parable of the of the sower, he said the word is a seed. The sower sowed the word, and Mark said the word is seed. People give up too easily when it comes to divine health. Now, if you are having symptoms in your body, what do you do? Speak the word. The word is seed. But you know the problem people face. Sometimes when they speak the word. They want instant healing or instant manifestation of healing. It's not always so. It's not always so. And maybe a peradventure, majority of the times, it will not be so. <laughs> now, the word is seed, though. How many of you will plant a seed today and the next day you go to the ground? Where you planted a seed and try to open it and see how fast this is growing. You don't do that. 
You plant the seed and you know in a matter of days, something will start happening. The word is seed. When you speak the word, the seed is sown. You, don't ex- you, you may not have immediate harvest, but it could be, you could, you could have immediate harvest, but it could also be later. But just keep speaking. Speak the word. Speak health. Speak health. Speak health. And I'm telling you, in a matter of a week or two, you see great manifestation. That's it. God works that way. So, don't expect instant harvest. Of course, expect harvest. But if it delays, still know it is happening. Because Jesus illustrated that for us. When he cursed the fig tree, nothing happened. Nothing happened to the fig tree. The next day when they were, they were passing by, Peter examined the roots and saw that it was dried. So you may curse your disease and it may even grow worse. But that shouldn't discourage you. Know that you have cursed it and the word is sent forth. But when the word was released, it began drying at the root. That is it. That we must fight the good fight of faith. Last week I was teaching somewhere and I was saying that in Ghana, the problem I've had with a lot of people is that many people, what they call faith is actually hope. <laughs> so faith is not thought. What many call faith is hope in many cycles. Maybe 95% of the church cycles. What they call faith is hope. So you meet someone and the person goes like, I know, I know God will heal me. That's not faith, it's hope. I know God has the power to heal me. It's not faith, it's hope. I know God will heal me. It's not faith, it's hope. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's hope. And hope, can anyone say that it's a good waiter but a poor receiver? <laughs> yeah. And when the Bible says that, can I hear again 4 verse 24? Sorry, Mark 4 24. What things soever you desire. <laughs> I'm sure that man preached that verse more than any other person in history. <laughs> oh, what did I say for? It's 11, oh, it's 11. Mark 11, 20, 23 and 24. Uh-huh. What things soever you desire, look at when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall. The problem in Ghana is that many want to have them, but they have not received them. You cannot have without receiving. First, you receive before you have. The having is the manifestation. So you, you can receive, but you've, yet, you've not yet had it. Or had it. You receive it instantly. But the having is the manifestation. Now, in the Greek, the word receive is in the aorist tense. Now, aorist tense in Greek means it's once and for all. It's once and for all. And it is not imperfect tense where it is continuous. You keep receiving, you keep receiving. It is aorist. It's once and for all in the past. Uh-huh. So what happens is that whatever you have in your healing, if you pray for healing, you have received it. 
is that God is so loving, he doesn't want you to waste time praying, praying, praying. You have received it. Come again and just thank God. Hallelujah. These things are so simple, but I'm telling you, many are struggling with it. There's not a, you can't say I have preached, you have preached, you have had faith too much. There's nothing like that. When it comes to faith, you have to keep hearing. Sometimes you can even preach faith. The next day you read it, it's like, hey. <laughs> it's like, hey. So things like faith, there's nothing like some, you have to conjure some new revelation somewhere. You have to keep the same thing over and over, over and over, over and over. Hallelujah. Praise God. So my, I, I, my heart gets broken when people, you can find someone praying. Find people praying. Oh Lord, oh Lord, when are you going to heal us? Oh Lord, when? Oh Lord, when? And that, that kind of prayer takes people further away from God. Because every day for one month they are crying for healing. But you see, they've broken the principle of faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. May we be good speakers. Keep speaking it. Keep saying it. Every day. I walk in good health. Health is mine. Every day. You wake up from bed. Health is mine. Health is mine. Health is mine. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. Yeah. So I came to help you in that consciousness. Develop the consciousness of speaking health. Speaking health. Every morning after morning devotion, I speak health over my children. I speak health over my family. You know, it has become an unconscious consciousness. Keep speaking health. Keep speaking health. Hallelujah. Praise God. The next thing I have written here is constantly behold his face. What does it mean? Constantly behold his face. And we see Moses had a secret. Moses had a secret. In Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Chosen rather, chosen rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach, of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. It is shocking that the word endured here is different from every word used as every word that's every word for endure in the New Testament. It's so different. The word endured here actually means to become physically strong. Is a word for physical strength. Like the physical strength he had to climb mountains. The old man was commissioned at age 80. People are um, resigning at 60 and 65. But he was commissioned at 80. (laughs) So in the ministry, I mean, never retire. If the Lord doesn't come, 100, I'll be teaching the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> teaching the word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told the Lord that I, I, if, if he doesn't come, 
I, I choose either martyrdom or translation. <laughs> I want it to be unusual. <laughs> now, it's great to be a martyr for the Lord. And I'd love to be a martyr if the Lord permit it. Uh-huh. Look at your faces. <laughs> if you know what it means to be a martyr, you run after it. Hallelujah. So the Bible says he endured physically, climbing mountains, as seeing him who is invisible, Jesus. So by seeing Jesus, he had physical strength. What a mystery. What a mystery. Psalm 42, verse 5. Psalm 42, verse 5. Psalm 42, verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Let's go to verse 11. The same thing is repeated in verse 11, but it says like, it says that, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. Who is the health, the health of my countenance? Verse 5 said help. Verse 11 said health. But let me quote from the Hebrew. The Hebrew the Hebrew said, I shall yet praise him who is Yeshua Panim. Yeshua Panim. <laughs> it's so surprising that the word health there is the word Yeshua, and Yeshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus. <laughs> Yeshua is Jesus. And countenance is Panim, is the word for face. So I shall praise him for the face of Yeshua. I shall praise him for the face of Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine? So now the word health is Yeshua. <laughs> In Hebrew, it's Yeshua. What a mystery. It's Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus. In the, the Greek for Jesus is Lezus. You see, Lezus, that's Jesus. How do you say Jesus in P of Ante? And how do you say it in Hebrew? Yeshua. And that's health. So there's health in his face. Do you remember that as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, the Son of Man will be lifted up. And when they were bitten by the snakes, if they lifted up their eyes to the brazen serpent, they were healed. <laughs> and that brazen serpent was Jesus on the cross. If you behold him, you'll be healed. They looked unto him and they were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Look unto me and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth. <laughs> we all with an unveiled face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of God, we are changed from glory to glory into the same image. We behold him, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Every day, see Jesus. As he is, so am I in this world. Can you see him? Can you see his face? He is young, he is fresh. You never go to heaven to see any old man in heaven. You never see Father Abraham with a stake in heaven. What can I say? My child, can you help me cross the river of life? <laughs> and when people imagine Abraham, they imagine an old man with a long beard sweeping the floor because he has been in the ancient of days. But Abraham is a fresh young man. 
Even Papa God is young. No, God didn't create man to age like that. So Jesus is a man of 33 years of age. Eternal youthfulness. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, as you behold his face, you can behold his face in worship. You can behold his face in the word. As you see him, you know what happens. The glory of God is in the face of Jesus. And the God that commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the glory of the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The glory is in the face of Jesus. And there is health. His face is health. Oh Lord, I see your face. Health is mine. Lord, I see your face. Health is mine. As you are, so am I in this world. As you are healthy, so am I in this world. <laughs> As you are young, so am I in this world. As you are fresh, so am I in this world. As you are youthful, so am I in this world. You cannot have cancer, so I cannot have cancer. How can the very members of Christ, look at Jesus, how can his body parts have, get cancer? How can his body parts be infected with malaria? And my body is his member. <laughs> my bodies are his members. <laughs> and they are joined to him in an indissoluble oneness. So if he cannot contract the disease, I cannot. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible always presents our position before the imperatives. Paul will show us our position in Christ before the injunctions and imperatives. He wants us to know where we are so we can apprehend, we can possess it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brethren, there were no hospitals in Eden. There were no leprosariums in Eden. From the beginning, it was not so. You know why? When Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared as a gardener. Mary saw him and Mary thought he was a gardener because Jesus appeared as a gardener. When he rose from the dead, he could change into many forms. Mary thought he was a gardener. Why? He appeared as a gardener to tell us that Eden has been restored because the first man was a gardener. Brethren, there were no hospitals in Eden. So don't set your whole life. Yeah. How can you take medicine morning, afternoon, evening for three years? You may start like that. No, there are some people, you know, your faith ought to grow little by little. You can't rush your faith. Now, I'm not saying if I'm taking medicine, go and throw them away. Oh no. Pastor Yvonne will not be happy with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't, don't do that. Don't throw it away. Pray small, small. You know, today, Prophet Adam brought me something. When I opened it, was some new vitamin, vitamin C or something. And he said, I should just chew it. He said, I should just take one a day. It's so nice. I said, a prophet brought me vitamin C. It's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not saying go and throw your medicine away. Yeah. So, your faith grows gradually. Praise God. It grows gradually. Now, allow it to grow. It gets to a place where you know you don't need it. But when there's pressure on you, hey, should I throw it away? Hey, Radhi. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. It, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Gradually, as your faith grows, you'll be in that place. 
Praise God. Yeah, let it grow. And that's where God wants us to get into. Let it grow. Hallelujah. And we are going to have a church where hardly will we have funerals. Hardly. 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 Hallelujah. That is it. That is it. And I'll show you why there are a lot of death in churches before I close. Show you. Show you why. Hallelujah. The thing is that seeing Jesus prolongs your life. Seeing Jesus prolongs your life. Seeing Jesus keeps you healthy and makes you strong. That's why Psalm 91, the last verse says that in Psalm 91, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, let me show you in the Hebrew, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my Yeshua. <laughs> That's Jesus. Yeshua is the name Jesus. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my Jesus. And when Moses beheld him, now, what am I saying? In, in scriptural terms and spiritual terms, there's a principle. To see is to be. Now, in, in spiritual terms, to see is to be. If you don't see, you cannot be. If you don't see, you cannot become. If you don't see yourself living up to 100 or 120, you cannot become. If you don't see yourself healthy, you cannot become. To see is to be. To see is to become. You cannot be until you have first seen it. And once you have seen it, start seeing it. And keep Praise saying it. Hallelujah. As he is, so am I in this world. I'm a member of the body of Christ. Cancer cannot dwell in my body. Health is mine. I live in constant health. I behold the space daily. Diabetes cannot dwell in my body. I will not die. I will live to declare the glory of, a, of God. I am satisfied with long life. Because I behold Jesus' face. I see myself healthy and strong. All the days of my life. My health cannot go down. My health can only go up. Higher and higher. I don't know if you remember what he said. But if, if you don't see yourself healthy and strong, you will not be healthy and strong. How do you, do you see yourself crossing 60? Do you see yourself in your 70s, in your 80s, in your 90s? You must see yourself. You must see it. If you don't see it, you can't handle it. It's so important. It's so important. The Bible says that Moses was 120 years old. And he was not bent in any way, in any form. Neither was his eyes dim in any way or in any form. You are beloved of God. And he enjoys your health. He enjoys it when you are healthy. Cancer cannot dwell in your body. Hypertension has no place in your body. Because you are a member of the body of Christ. You remember, he mentioned that we are members of the body of Christ. And because you are members of the body of Christ, if you can't see cancer in Christ's body, then you shouldn't see cancer in your body. If you can't see diabetes and low blood pressure and high blood pressure and all those things in Christ's body, then don't see it in your body. I'm different. I'm, different. I'm marked for greatness. I'm marked for greatness. You see, without health, you cannot serve God. Without a stable health, you cannot, you cannot serve God. You'll be limited. You'll be limited. You, you, your life will come to a halt. That is why we always tell you to thank God for your health. 
Hallelujah. So, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. The message is not over. But there's, there's more. And uh, on, on, on Wednesday, next week Wednesday, we are going to share some more with you. And uh, he's going to be talking about so many wonderful things that will be a blessing to you. Remember, it's health and success. He's just spoken about portion of the health. Next week, he's going to continue and then go into the success. And I don't think you want to miss it at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm going higher and higher. I'm going higher and higher. I'm going forward in every aspect of my life. To the glory of God. I'm special. I'm a member of the body of Christ. I'm increasing in glory. I'm increasing in my health all the days of my life. I pray for you that you see the goodness of God all the days of your life. That you cross 60, cross 70, cross 80, cross 90 with ease without any issue in your body. You will never be sick in any form of your in any part of your body. Your colon is working perfectly. Your lungs are working perfectly. Your liver is working perfectly. Your kidneys are working perfectly. Your heart is beating right. Your blood is flowing right. No cholesterol, none of those things in your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are blessed and highly favored. You will enjoy health all the days of your life. You will not be buried in your 20s or in your 30s or in your 40s. You will cross 90 to the glory of God. Hallelujah. You are blessed on every sphere of your life, even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.